Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for Oaklawn Game Day, presented by Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort. An inside look at this week's big games, exciting prop bets, and the latest wagering lines from Oaklawn's race and sportsbook, the natural state's favorite place to play. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Acree and Oaklawn's mutuals and sportsbook manager, Zach Gillum. Welcome in once again, everybody, to Oaklawn Game Day. Justin Inkery and Zach Gillum, happy to be back with you. And everybody's still riding high from the big Razorback win over Auburn. And, Zach, the great news is, well, that was a lot of fun. Pretty soon we'll have another wager to make on Arkansas as they head to Alabama this weekend. It is an early start, so for those of you who are trying to get out and get ready to roll, you need to get over to Oaklawn bright and early because, as we know, basketball lines come out either late the night before or early the next morning. The good news is, though, Zach, with live racing returning, there is good reason to be at Oaklawn bright and early on Saturday. Absolutely. We get to come back after weather kind of kicked us last week, so we'll be coming back this week Friday, live racing, 1 o'clock post time. Saturday we will have an early post at noon, so keep that in mind. We will have 11 races on Saturday, and the first post will be at noon. Yes, and that is uh, something we've adjusted from from earlier in the season. Nine races Friday, nine races Sunday, 11 on Saturday, part of a big, big day, and, of course, We've got other events happening at Oklahoma we're going to talk about in just a second, but um, plenty of things to get to, certainly with the racing. And because we lost all the racing last weekend, Zach, which was a huge bummer, two things about that. First of all, we've got the Bayacoa wheeling back around for this weekend and the Razorback Handicaps. You get two great stakes races. Bayacoa is a quarter of a million and two hundred or 600000 rather, for the Razorback Handicap. And then on top of that, they've also added back some days, Zach. So for those folks out there who are wondering, hmm, Zach, what am I going to do on St. Patrick's Day? I don't have any plans. It's a Thursday. Well, you got any ideas, Zach? I have a great idea. I think you need to come to Oaklawn and join us for a live day, live day of racing. Well, there you go. March 17th, it has been added in, and also Thursday, March 24th, and Thursday, March 31st. So three days added back in, so you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday racing. Don't forget, we got President's Day right around the corner as well. So, well, Monday racing happening, and we got those stakes races this weekend. Also, this weekend, there's kind of a big game coming up on Sunday. I guess it's technically the start of next week, but the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. We'll talk about that in a second. But even before that, Zach, we know that the event center is going to be very, very busy all weekend long because on Saturday, we've got a big concert happening. Absolutely. So Saturday in the event center, you have Voices of Rock Radio. Doors are going to open at 6 p.m., concert at 7. You're going to have artists from the bands like Kansas, Leonard Skinner, Journey. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know if you're a classic rock fan, or even if you're not, I highly recommend you look into getting tickets for those. Um, they start at $45. And then, as you said, we'll be flipping the room and jumping straight into our big game watch party on the 13th. So that's oh. going to Go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I've got some updated news here on the Voices of Rock radio show, which is happening this weekend. Buy one ticket, get the second one 50% off. So if you're looking to spend your entire Valentine's Day celebration at Oakland, and you should because you've got the spa, the hotel, the live racing, all the great restaurants, talk about a great one-stop shop. Buy a ticket, get the second one for 50% off for Saturday. Then you got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Then you spend the Valentine's Day holiday on Monday. Tickets are all available at oaklawn.com, and that goes for this 
as well as what Zach was trying to get into a moment ago, which is the big watch party on Sunday for the big game. Absolutely. Well, hey, I'm glad you interrupted me for a buy one get one. That's that's worth uh, stopping and saying, hey, let's talk about that first. <laughs> so yeah. so that is an awesome promotion we have going. And then as we said, we'll be going straight Sunday into the watch party. It's going to be Cincy versus LA. Doors at 4:30. Kickoff is at 5:30. Tickets start at $25 per, or you can reserve a table for eight at $180. That's a heck of a deal, and it will be a live atmosphere. We knew the VIP seating, uh, seating sold out pretty quick, Zach, because people are definitely taking advantage of this. Your food comes with it. It's great food. I've been there before for a watch party. Awesome setup. And you can Look, whether you're cheering for Cincinnati or you're cheering for uh, the Rams, it's going to be a great environment. And this should be, a, I mean, closer to a split, I would think. When I was there, it was for a Razorback watch party. There were a few old Miss folks in there when I was there, and it was fun giving them a hard time. But this will be a much more fun environment, I think, because you'll get a little bit on both sides. And people will have all kinds of wagers working. You're going to hear people yelling, Zach, at all kinds of funny times in the game because of some of these prop bets we're going to talk about in a bit on the show. So it will be kind of funny to keep up with that. I think that will be hilarious if you're in attendance on Sunday watching that all play out. Absolutely. I think you nailed it. I think there will be a good mix of uh, people rooting for each team in the room. You know, you have a lot of Burrow fans from people down south that were LSU fans or SEC fans. And, and the Rams, you know, used to be St. Louis, so they were kind of a home team till they moved out to L.A. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, the whole weekend is going to be great at Oaklawn, uh, so I definitely encourage you to get down there. As we mentioned, always it is the only casino resort in Arkansas, so you stay, you play, you have some fun, and you can celebrate with your loved one, or maybe you'll meet a loved one down there. Who knows? It all starts uh, with some specials on Friday, and that's when the live racing returns, and the weather looks amazing for the weekend, so definitely encourage you to get down there and enjoy yourself. Uh, Don at Oaklawn, by the way, just a couple things to mark your calendar with. Right around the corner, starts on February 19th, 7.30 a.m., weather permitting, of course. And then on President's Day, it'll be on that Monday, the 21st. I know the morning guys are going to be down there kicking it with you guys. Free cap giveaway, first post on President's Day, 1 o'clock, and February 21st will be here before you know it, part of a fun, long weekend at Oaklawn. We've also got live entertainment this weekend. Speaking of things to do with your loved one, Friday and Saturday, uh, Cliff and Susan, 4 to 8. This is over in Pop's Lounge. And then Pyre Blend from 9 to 1. So if you want to go late into the evening, maybe you go to the Legends of Rock show, Zach, and then you slide right in there for the late night into uh, 1 o'clock in the morning and then uh, get ready for your big day on Sunday for the Super Bowl. And speaking of, let's slide right in there now. And let's go over our basics first, Zach. Again, Rams... Bengals, not the matchup we expected, but it's the matchup we've got, and we are we excited about it or what? I'm pretty hyped. Uh, Bengals are a big dog, not a huge dog, and not as big a dog as they were in the AFC Championship game, but you can certainly make some money on Cincy. They are the home team, technically, in L.A. Stadium, which is weird, but there's some money to be made for them if you take them on the money line or if you take them even with that uh, the line. And it has been about four and a half points are we still there we are still there so the line has been at four and a half or four depending on when you came in but it's really stuck around those numbers it is currently sitting rams minus four and a half total is at 48 and a half money line for the rams at minus 200 for the Bengals at plus 163 now i don't know who comes with, up with all of these wacky props but there are so many now i will say this through the years zach and we touched on it some there are props a lot of times in just on regular games some things that are a little bit off the beaten path. You know, mostly more kind of basic things, I guess, with like, you know, players, like yardages or touchdowns, things like that. But you get into the real nitty-gritty here, and there are some fun ones I pulled out. And I know, Zach, you've got a list of your own. Um, i got a couple here I want to touch on out of the gate on top of the ones we just 
we just mentioned on the basic bets. But here is one that I really like, which is players to complete a pass. Just to complete the pass. It doesn't have to be for a touchdown. Two and a half. So you obviously have your starting quarterbacks. We do know that you got a couple of defenses that are going to get after it as far as sacks go. We'll talk about sacks in a second. But if a backup quarterback comes in and completes a pass, or if they run a trick play and somebody else completes a pass, I kind of like the over here, Zach. I think you got to look at that and throw a few bucks on it. It's a pretty good chunk of money here if you can get at least three people completing passes in the game. Yeah, as you said, I mean, really all you need is one player outside the starting QBs to do it, and you've hit it. So that is looking like the over. So if you think there will be three or more people throw a pass, it is at plus 252, and the under is at minus 335. And it does have to be a completion, not just a uh, an attempt. So note that. Now, if you're Arkansas, you would not bet on them to complete uh, a pass outside of the quarterback position because we know how much they struggle trying to get tricky with somebody else throwing the football. But in this game, I think we might see it happen, and I think uh, I like the chances of it, of it coming to pass. And that doesn't even count into the possibility that a backup quarterback might end up in the game. Uh, let's talk about field goals. you got a great kicker over in Cincinnati who's helped propel them to this position. I think because both teams get a little stingier in the red zone, we may see a handful of field goals here. The over-under was set at 3.5, and, and the over's at plus 130 last I checked, Zach, so that means you got to get four field goals kicked in the game. Correct. So right now the uh, number on that, as you said, is at three and a half. Interesting enough, though, the odds have shifted just a bit. So now you have plus 115 on the over three and a half, minus 148 on the under three and a half. Okay, so if you think the teams are going to put in the end zone or just be denied opportunities in the field goal department, you can go with the under. Also an option, um, passing over under. I think I like about this is you can wager all kinds of different ways. So if you think there's a number that really pops for you, you can bet over under 200, over under 220, you know, all the way through. 300 is kind of the key number, Zach, to get into plus money, it looks like, for both quarterbacks. Yes. Um, looking at Joe Burrow, the actual line is at 275 and a half. So either side of that, you're going to have minus 112. But if you look at over 299 and a half, which is what you're looking at, it is plus 145 for the over, minus 182 on the under. And then looking at Matthew Stafford, his basic line is at 280 and a half. And that's going to be minus 113 on the over, minus 110 on the under. And if you want him to go over 299 and a half, that is at plus 132. Okay, so again, if you don't understand or haven't followed this closely, you don't wager a lot, plus money means you're getting more than even money. So, Or if it's plus 100, you're basically getting even money. So bet 100 to win 100. It's based on $100 bet. So if it's plus 252, like we talked about with the over to complete passes at 2.5, that means you bet 100, and if they if three people complete passes, you get a 252 return on your $100 wager, so you would collect 352, and that's what we're talking about here with the passers. But I think 300 is that key number where if you're going over at least, you're going to get plus money automatically uh, regardless on which quarterback you bet on. Um, who completes the most passes? That's a bet. You can also uh, bet on interceptions, Zach. Which quarterback is the more likely to complete the majority of the passes? And we're going to talk about defense here in a second. And I was a little bit startled by the numbers that I found when I looked through the defensive numbers for the regular season. Admittedly, Cincinnati has gotten better, it looks like, as the playoffs have gone on. We know the Rams have a very dangerous defensive front. And, um, you know, maybe they're better than their numbers. But I was a little surprised. But give me uh, most passes. And then the overrunner on picks looks like it's about the same for both guys. 
Correct, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to hit 3 of them. I'm going to go total pass attempts. So that's Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford. They're both set currently at 36 and a half. So that's pass attempts. Um, then if we look at pass completions, we have them both currently set at 24 and a half. Ooh. And if you're look and if you're looking at the interceptions, they're both currently setting at uh, 0.5. So if they if they throw one, then you would hit the over. If they don't throw one, you would hit the under. What's the uh, over? What's the what's the payouts on the over and the under of 24 and a half on the passes completed? So 24 and a half on Joe Burrow, the over is at minus 104. The under is at minus 120. The Matthew Stafford over 24 and a half is at minus 112, and the under is also minus 112. Okay. Let's talk about some receivers. you got some dynamic performers here. Cooper Cup, who lit up the league this year for the Rams. And then you got a one-two punch in Higgins and Chase. And Jamar has been the star, but we all know that T. Higgins was the key for them in the victory over Kansas City. He made a bunch of big plays for them. And, again, I'm looking at how do I get to plus money. And for Jamar Chase, he's going to have to have a big day against that Rams secondary. Absolutely. Looking at it, I'm going to go ahead and hit the uh, standard line first. Jamar Chase is at 79.5. But if you're looking to get into the plus money options, um, as you alluded to, it's going to be right about that 100-yard mark. So 99.5, and that is going to be at plus 165 on the over. And for Higgins, the other cohort there in the receiving game, by the way, their tight end is going to play that has had such a good year but probably won't be at 100%. So, again, I'm looking at Higgins to play a huge role here. Absolutely, and Higgins' uh, standard line is at 69.5. If you're looking to get the plus money on the over, you're going to have to go up to 89.5, and and that is at plus 168. All right, and then as far as Cooper Cup, he'll be looked at, and it's amazing. You know teams are following him around. You know they're cognizant of him. You know he's a focal point. The key for them is, of course, they've got a great one-two punch, too, with OBJ, who's a very experienced receiver, Uh, but you know, keeps, I guess, them from doubling Cup all day long, or maybe it won't. We'll see what they decide to do defensively for Cincinnati. But Cup, it just seems like gets open, Zach. I don't know how he keeps doing it, but he does. Yeah, I'm hoping we see a lot of Ramsey on Cup matchup this weekend. That'll yes. be a lot of fun. Um, Cup's standard line is at 106.5. Um, if you're looking at his line to get you plus money for the over, that's going to be at 124.5, and it's plus 143. Okay, here's another one that I thought was a little bit unique. We saw Joe Burrow use his feet to pick up a couple of key first downs. If he does it twice against the Rams, and I don't know how much man-to-man they'll play versus zone, but if they do man up some, uh, Burrow might have an opportunity to try to run away. We saw how good he did against Kansas City getting away from defenders, and there were some good ones chasing him down. And I remember one in in particular where he jumped out of a, a potential sack. He got out of an impossible pile and then and then jumped out of a sack and ran for a first down. But uh, his rushing number, his over-under on uh, rushing was pretty low. It is, yes. Looking at Joe Burrow, currently rushing yards. Over, under is at 11.5. The over is minus 114. The under is at minus 109. Yeah, i got to love the over here. I mean, look, passing yards, you know, if you get sacked, it counts against your passing yards, not against your rushing yards in the NFL. I don't like that rule. I think it's stupid, but that is the rule for now. And I'd love to see, uh, you know, I think Joe Burrow can run for a couple of first downs, pick up five or six yards here and there. I mean, that's obviously what they're thinking, too. I wouldn't imagine it happened more than a couple of times. But there's no doubt in my mind he could run for 12 yards on a particular play and uh, get that over. So I would definitely look at that one. Uh, Longest rush here. Got a couple of defenses that are playing pretty well, making teams earn it. And uh, you got Akers on one side and Mixon on the other. And and Mixon had a pretty good game in the – in the AFC Championship, and he ended up being going into the Super Bowl, the leading rusher in the playoffs. 
Uh, but he and Akers, I think, are even money, right, as far as uh, the longest rush in the game. And then as far as most rushing yards, they're both uh, at the same number, right, as far as most rushing yards in the game? Correct, yeah. They are both your co-favorites in each of these markets. Looking at player to record the longest rush, um, Akers and Mixon both at plus 200. Um, your second choice is Sony Michelle at 400, then Daryl Henderson at 650. Um, for most rushing yards, again, Akers, Mixon, co-favorites here at plus 125, followed up in the same order of Sony Michelle at plus 500, Daryl Henderson at plus 900. When I looked at the Rams and Bengals, I was a little surprised at a couple of numbers. Defensively against the run, they're both very, very good. Rams sixth in the league in rush defense. The Bengals actually a little bit better. Fifth in the league in rush defense, 102.5. But both teams against the pass, and I guess this makes sense because they kept you know, running into a wall and they didn't like it, so they tried to put the ball in the air maybe more than they would have. But the Rams, 22nd in pass yards allowed. Bengals were 26th in pass yards allowed. So, again, if you're going to lean one way or the other, you might think the quarterbacks would have a better chance to have a big day than vice versa. But, again, the way those D-lines are chasing people around right now, I don't know. You know, you got to keep all that uh, sort of factored in. But they have both been really good against the run. Scoring defense, 15th and 17th respectively, and right around 22 points each allowed per game. So if you're looking at your uh, over-under total, which we talked about earlier at 48-and-a-half, or if you're trying to decide, you know, how many points they might score individually as a team, those are all things to keep in mind. Here's another number. you got to like the over here, Zach, I think. Uh, we saw Joe Burrow get absolutely trounced by the Titans. I think it was nine sacks in the game. He did a much better job getting out of potential sacks against Kansas City. But the total sacks in the game was at five and a half. And that, to me, this seems like a layup between the two quarterbacks that uh, will get six sacks in the game. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I kind of expected this number to drift up as the week went on. It is still sitting currently at 5.5. The over is at minus 124, the under at plus 100. Yeah, that's going to be in the running for lock of the week for me. I mean, you, I almost feel like we got to take a prop bet this week, Zach, and goodness knows we have not done very well. I do uh, have to give the Razorbacks a game ball for their long winning streak as well as beating number one at home, but they get a jock strap for me for last week. The over-under on the Georgia game was our lock of the week. 70-and-a-half was the total, and the Hogs gave up 47 points in the first half, but they were so good in the second half, they still almost covered holding Georgia to 70-and-a-half. They gave up 73 points in their 99-73 win. I should just bet Arkansas to win on the line, but I didn't, and so, of course, we take another loss. But I would bet that again over and over again. I mean, heck, we saw Arkansas hold uh, Auburn under 40% in the win this week. And so I would definitely wager on Arkansas to hold them under 70 and a half. I thought that number was way high. And uh, kudos to the odds makers, jockstrap to me. But I would take my chance with Arkansas again going forward on a defense here, uh, defensive the way they're playing right now. So uh, back to defense in the NFL. Last one here. This is a really – this feels very gimmicky, Zach, but I love this kind of stuff. Final play is a kneel down. Yes is minus 190. No is plus 150. Basically what I have to guess is – is the team behind or ahead going to have the ball at the end of the game? Absolutely. Well, and, what, and it kind of actually will factor into a previous prop we were talking about: Burrow rushing yards. So let's just say yeah. he's at let's just say he's at 13 yards. Cincinnati's leading, and he takes two knees at the end of the game. Didn't you know? think about that. That's a great yeah. point. So, so it's a lot of fun and so many ways to wager on this. That that is definitely one of them. Final play to be a quarterback kneel. The odds have not moved. Still minus one ninety, plus one fifty. Um, I pulled out a few others that I thought were kind of interesting, especially for someone looking for bets that might settle very quickly. Um, yeah. You have the opening kickoff to be a touchback. Yes or no? Yes is minus one twelve. No is minus one twelve. 
Um, you also have that same market offered for first kickoff for LA or Cincy. So if you would prefer, if you if you only feel strongly about it one way or the other based on who's kicking, that is an option. The odds are the same. Uh, another another fun market I was looking at was a first scoring play. So if you think it's going to be a touchdown for Cincy, it's at plus 230. A touchdown for LA is at plus 160. A field goal for Cincy is at plus 410, while a field goal for LA is at plus 400. And then a safety wow. for Cincy, yes, a safety for Cincy is at plus 8,000 for LA plus 7,000. <laughs> Man, you know what? If you hit that one, you're going to be feeling like a champ. And the fun thing about that is there's still a ton of game left, and you've got a million other props you can get down on if you hit one of those big early bets, Zach. So to your point, those are really fun to bet on early, and then you get to play with house money for a little bit and ride it, and then, uh, you know, maybe you reinvest it in some other opportunities down the road in the game. Absolutely. And, you know, as we were talking, with it looking like it should be more of a passing matchup, you can also wager on the first offensive play of the game. If you think it's going to be a run, minus 130, a pass is plus 105. That's hilarious. I love it. I mean, you're talking about getting in the nitty-gritty. Folks, we don't have time to even scratch the surface of everything from a prop standpoint, Zach. I don't want to say if you can dream it, you can wager on it, but – it certainly is just about like that. What's it going to look like in the sports book on Super Bowl Sunday, Zach, as far as uh, window, kiosk? I mean, are we kind of status quo, normal on like a normal Sunday, or is it something else? It will be a normal Sunday since the game starts at 5.30. We will open the counter at 10 a.m., so we will be here in the morning for you. Uh, we do have live racing that day, so it's a great chance to come out and enjoy live racing then come over. And, you know, if you have young ones, the event center is open to all ages, so you could get tickets go watch the game in the event center. Or if you're over 21, you can join us in the actual sports book and, you know, wager live and watch the game with all the other fans. Now, there is wagering on the racing side, but there's no wagering – kiosks or opportunities i assume within the event center right you have to walk up it's a very short walk but i mean you can just you can be up in the in the sports book in like two minutes from the event center correct it is not a very far walk we do have very good point we do have a second point of sale on the racing side it's the second floor um right up north of the sports tavern that will open at 11 a.m when the gates open and we will be there until the game starts Okay, uh, let's move on. Next year's odds are out as well, and we talked about the Rams and Bengals being two of the younger teams on last week's show. They haven't gotten much older, only a week older since then. So, again, if you think they're going to bring a lot of these players back, and you can, you know, if you're an insider on contracts and things like that, Zach, and you know who's likely to be here and not for next year, it's certainly an opportunity. But you got to consider the, the Rams, I would think, in the mix, and the Bengals are a young team, 6th and 10th in the league respectively. Uh, but right now, Kansas City and Buffalo, a couple of teams that are right there at the end, are going to be towards the top as far as odds for next year. So, hey, if you make some money on this year's Super Bowl, you might want to throw a couple futures odds while you're in there. Absolutely. And, you know, these odds have actually moved from last week when we first announced them. So you, you currently have the Bills now as the solo top choice at plus 800. Kansas City Chiefs have dropped down just a bit, second choice plus 950. Then you have... Both of our uh, Super Bowl contenders in third and fourth, the Rams at plus 1,000, the Bengals at plus 1,300, 49ers at 1,300, the Cowboys at 1,400, the Packers, and we're not sure what's happening with them at 1,500. Uh, this one was really interesting. The Titans last week, I believe, were plus 2,800. And then some news broke that potentially Aaron Rodgers bought some property in Tennessee. So now the mm. Titans have dropped down to plus 1,700. Well, Dan Orlovsky this week on ESPN said he'd be shocked. That was the word he used if Aaron Rodgers was not back in Green Bay next season. So just depends who you want to listen to. NCAA football futures are out on the board as well, Zach. Bama, your favorite, right? A couple of uh, SEC teams, I assume, that are towards the top. 
Absolutely. Bama top choice still plus 150. Ohio State at 250. Georgia at 500. You have Clemson 1400. Oklahoma 1400. A&M is at 1600. Um, a few other teams of note. USC is at 3300. LSU at 5000. Arkansas, Kentucky, and Old Miss all at plus 10,000. To win the national title. Okay, let's talk about national championship basketball odds. And, Zach, when I looked this morning, it looked like Auburn and Gonzaga were at the top. And I don't know if their loss to Arkansas last night changed anything for the Tigers. Uh, and certainly there were a lot of ways they could have pulled out that game last night. Certainly would have been helpful if they'd made a few more free throws on Tuesday night. But uh, what are you looking at here as far as favorites? i got to think Arkansas's odds have got to be shortening up a bit the way they're playing right now. Yes, um, so you have Gonzaga now as the solo top choice at plus 575. Auburn has drifted back to plus 800. Second choice, you have Baylor at 1,000, Duke at 1,000, Kentucky at 1,000, Purdue's at 1050. Um, then we'll jump to Arkansas there at plus 4,000, Tennessee at 4,500, Alabama 5,500, LSU at 6,000. Well, I will say this, uh, kind of like with the golf, we talk about this. The odds are so long at this point. Just throwing a few bucks on a couple of options are pretty good because the payouts are so significant right now. I mean, you're getting 5-1 to one on the favorites, so we're almost 6-1 to one on the favorites. So kind of crazy not to throw a few bucks on a couple of teams you really like right now, and if one of them hits, you're going to be the big winner. Or even if they get to the championship game, then you can hedge. Uh, against the spread so far this year, Cornell. I mean, it's not enough that they're smarter than most people, Zach. I mean, they also have the 76.5% cover rate. So I shouldn't say they're smarter, but it's hard to get in there. I certainly couldn't have, although I couldn't get into most of these schools. Who am I kidding? Norfolk State, 75% cover rate so far in college basketball. Toledo's at 73.9%. Jacksonville University, Zach, the first stop for J.D. Note, who's one of the hog stars and the leading scorer in the SEC, they're at almost 74% cover rate this year. Middle Tennessee's right there with them. Some of the longer shots, uh, by the way, Auburn's leading the uh, – the way here in the SEC, yes, top SEC team at 71% despite not covering and losing outright to Arkansas. Worst against the number this year, Marshall and Morgan State, right around 21%. Um, and then in-state team, Zach, Little Rock's at 31% cover rate, Pine Bluff 43%. The University of Arkansas with the win and cover on Tuesday, 58%. Arkansas State's almost at 59% in Central Arkansas Back on the court Wednesday at Kennesaw State, 55% cover rate. So three out of the five Division I teams are over 50% cover rate, and uh, Arkansas and Arkansas State flirting with a 60% cover rate so far this year. Uh, quickly, games of note this Wednesday. Houston is at SMU, minus a little more than a touchdown at last check. Zach, we still there? This is number six Cougars. SMU's had a good year, though. This should be a really good game on Wednesday night. So this one's actually drifted back a little bit. You have Houston favored by that touchdown, minus seven, total at 134.5. All right, Texas Tech, they've been stingy, stingy. Top ten team at Oklahoma, a team that struggled a little bit. I imagine they'll get a lively atmosphere in there. I was a little surprised by this number. Yes, Texas Tech on the road currently favored by three points, total in this game at 128.5. Okay, Tennessee, when I saw this number, it gave me pause, but then I realized that Tennessee has lost a starter, uh, Olivier Kamwa. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I double-checked it this morning. But they were only a one-point favorite on the road at Mississippi State. And if that number is still accurate, you think, well, gee, Tennessee's a pretty good team, top 20. But you lose a, you know, he's one of their leading rebounders, uh, pretty significant. And it was unfortunate because they were blowing out South Carolina in the process. Yes, looking at this, Tennessee still is favored by one on the road at Mississippi State. Total in this game at 136.5. Baylor on the road at Kansas State. 
Baylor currently favored by a touchdown, minus seven. Uh, total in this game at 136.5. And then Arkansas's next opponent Saturday, Alabama. They're on the road at Ole Miss, the most schizophrenic team in the whole wide world just about. I have no idea what to expect from the Rebels, but obviously if I was going to wager, I like Alabama to win the game outright, but what do they have to win by to cover? Yeah, Alabama currently favored by six points, total in this game at 143. Okay, that number's a little lower than I expected. So now I'm back and forth between Texas Tech on the road at Oklahoma and the five-and-a-half total sacks. I really want to go with the sack total just because we never bet prop, Zach. Um, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Because I've got uh, a lot of faith in Texas Tech, and I don't think a ton of Oklahoma, although I obviously think they're very well coached. We all are very familiar with uh, Coach Moser. The lock of the week. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I'm going to take Texas Tech on the road, minus three as our lock of the week, but I love the sack total, too. Um, Zach, we got about a minute left here. Want to mention, again, UFC. I think Derek Lewis is either fighting this week or he's coming up real soon. Um, you know, obviously you got golf well underway. you got the you had the Pro-Am coming up here, I guess, is uh, there at Pebble Beach this week. And then the Winter Olympics. What are you seeing as far as action there, Zach? Anything? Not a lot of action, but uh, I will say it is so much fun to watch. Um, I think it's, I think a lot of it has to do with where it's being played and the times that the events are going on. It's a little harder for people to follow, but uh, we are seeing some action on it, and if, if it's something that you enjoy watching and following, I highly recommend you come check out the wagering options available. Okay, buy one, get one on the concert, or buy one, get one half off on the concert Saturday. Just want to reiterate that. Don't forget the watch party for the Super Bowl in the event center also on Sunday and our lock of the week, again, we're going to go with Texas Tech minus three at Oklahoma. Let's go. Guns up or whatever it is they say over there in Lubbock again. So uh, hopefully they can get it done, and we'll be back next week to recap it all, and especially some of these prop bets, Zach. So make sure we keep track of all the outcomes on some of those. Uh, that's going to be a lot of work, but we'll get to it. And we will be back next week. Have some fun on Oakland Game Day. Good luck, everybody. <laughs>